Hey gang, it is November 6, 2019, and this is the Robert Bruton Podcast Show, and I'm your host, Robert Bruton, and this is like take seven or eight because I either have hiccuped, um, I drank <laughs> something, and I, I, I actually burped on the uh, while I was recording and didn't mean to, so I've had fun just getting to this point, so let's see if we can get through without me belching, hiccuping, coughing, sneezing. Let's see if we can get through here and and actually do a show. (laughs) So as always, we're walking around and just enjoying the weather. So if you hear some background noise or rattling or or honking or stuff like that, we never, or I say never, I pretty much mostly don't do anything in a studio. I actually get out. uh, It was our provider for our podcast show was actually, man, get out, be natural, be do things. So I like that. And it's more fun for me to do it this way. So I, I'm i doing this show in response to some uh, feedback I've been getting of people who are frustrated. They're trying to change their life. And they're like, dude, you're changing your life. And it seems like everything's going so fast and so great. And yada, yada, yada. And that just ain't the case. Okay. Um, Yes, there are some wonderful blessings that have come my way. And I'm enjoying um, what's taken me almost two years to get to. So did it happen overnight? Absolutely not. Nothing happens overnight, especially nothing that you really, really, truly want to have happen. So I wanted to talk a little bit. I want to. I've shared this in in some in my books, and I've shared this uh, in earlier, way way earlier podcasts. And it was something that was super hard for me to learn. So I want to touch on that a little bit today, and I want to touch on a couple other things that I hope will help those of you that are struggling with change understand that um, it's coming. Okay, you just have to have, and here is the key word for the day, patience. Yes, patience. I don't have any. I have never had any, but I'm learning to have some. And I will tell you a brief story, okay, about learning patience, all right? So I get a paycheck from my regular Joe job, and normally... I have to, because I'm very loyal to my credit union, I sometimes have to FedEx my check, my paycheck to my credit union in order to be deposited because they have a a cutoff on what you can deposit through the app. And sometimes, praise God, my check is more than what the app will actually do. So I'm, that's, and that's not a bad problem to have, you guys, but it does slow me up at the, at the first of the month and paying some bills and things like that. But, you know, and so I could focus on that or, you know, or I could say, wow, you know, hell yeah, I'd rather, I'd rather FedEx my check. And so anyway, here's the, here's the skinny. This is the first time this has happened. So I put it in, um, this past Sunday at the FedEx office, and it wouldn't go out till Monday. Goes out Monday, tells me on Tuesday that it's going to deliver by three o'clock. Three o'clock passes, and it says that it hasn't left San Antonio, Texas to go to Corpus Christi, Texas. So I call in to find out what's going on, and there's a mechanical failure. Okay, 
And so the kid that I'm talking to at FedEx is actually suggesting some pretty, um, pretty stupid things for me to do. One is he asked me if I wanted to just have it held at the FedEx office and come pick it up. So I, I, my response was, if I FedExed it from where I am to Corpus Christi, Texas, which is 12 hours by car, why in, on this good earth would I ever think about getting in my car to go pick it up and drive it myself over to my credit union to deposit? If I was going to do that, I would have done that before. So I tell this kid, no, that's really not an option. And this is why told him where I'm at and why. And I said, I'm the sender, not the receiver. I said, my bank's the receiver. Then they want to leave it at the front door overnight, my paycheck, if they get it there last night. And he assured me, oh, it'll be there by eight o'clock. Well, this morning, it's still not there. It is in transit from San Antonio, Texas to Corpus Christi, Texas. And that's a couple hour as the crow fly. Uh, as the crow flies, that's a couple hours, uh, and then he'll probably drop off FedEx packages. And because the the way that you get come into Corpus Christi, Texas from San Antonio, he's going to pass a, a ton of businesses that I would assume he probably works his way in, or maybe he goes, you know, the farthest in, which would help me. But you know, irrespective of any of that, do I? I, I my check's still not in my bank. I need to pay my bills. Okay, I want to pay my bills on time, just like everybody else. Okay, and it's a FedEx screw up. And I had a kid telling me they were going to do all these things with my, and I said, I kept, because he asked me what's in the package. I said, my paycheck, dude. Um, you know, and so I, I did find my elevation and my frustration start getting a little bit heavy. I asked to speak to a supervisor that was unable to get me to a supervisor. Then he said, let me see what else I can do. And his resolve for me was to end the chat because you can't really talk to a human in big corporations anymore. But I did have him on a chat and he just, and he cut me off. And I was like, wow, unbelievable. And so at, at that moment, I, I could have turned that into something really ugly for myself, okay? Now, here's, here's, the, here's where you and I have to, this is where your head needs to go, not where it wants to go, okay? Mine wants to go to that stupid blah, 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 blah. Oh my God, I can't believe my, you know, I'll never use FedEx again, you know, blah, 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 and let all of that steal my joy. It's going to get there. It's going to be late. There's nothing I can do about it. So just say, you know what? I'm okay. It'll get there today. I'll pay my bills today. Everything will be fine. One day is in, in this overall scheme of things in our life is not going to make any real difference. Okay. Now, here's, here's where your head really should go. Okay. Is yes, you should have, you should say, okay, you know, God's got it. He's going to take care of me and, and everything's good. It, it's a bump in the road. Here we go. But let's take that a step further. Okay. What if this guy in the FedEx truck had a mechanical failure that kept him from being in a horrible car crash? What if it did something that saved his life 
He didn't know. I don't know. But how many times have you heard people say, wow, I'm glad I was, you know, uh, 10 minutes before because there was a horrible crash or there was a horrible this. I don't know that to be true, guys. I don't. But there was a reason, you know, that, that this, whoever was driving this van had a problem. Okay. And for, in the physical world, it's, it's, it's a mechanical failure. But was it a mechanical failure that occurred because it saved this kid from, or woman, young man, old man? It saved this person who was driving this truck. Maybe it saved their life. I don't know. I hope, you know, if, if it did, praise God. Praise God for that. You know, but I don't know because we don't know the circumstance around why this happened. Our first inclination is to get pissed cuss, scream, yell, tell these people they're stupid. Nobody wakes up in the morning and goes, you know what? I hope my truck breaks down today so I don't get my packages that people are counting on uh, to their destination. Like I didn't wake up that way, you know? And here's the thing with mechanical failures. I love this. I I have a a technician friend of mine. and, And when people are getting really pissed at him, let's say they just got something and the left the shop and something else breaks. And this guy will tell you, he'll hand you a light bulb. So that's a brand new light bulb, right? Yes, it's a brand new light bulb. Okay, screw it in that socket. Okay, metaphorically, okay, he'll tell you, screw it in the socket. Okay, it's in there, a brand new light bulb. Tell me the date and time that that's going to go out. Did you hear me? The light bulb. Screw a brand new light bulb into the socket and then tell me the date and time that that light bulb is going to go out. It's not going to work anymore. There is no way you have a chance of probably winning the lottery three times in a row before you would actually guess the date and time that a light bulb is going to stop working. And that's the thing with parts is we don't know. So therefore, you don't know. You can't lose your joy. You can't lose your stuff over things that you have absolutely no control over. There is no control over what's going to break in your life that's mechanical or a light bulb or any of those things. So why lose your joy over it? So why, you know, yes, yesterday I felt myself getting frustrated and angry because the suggestions that were being made to me were really kind of, of not very smart, okay? But maybe the kid on the other line, it was his first day to you know be on chat. Maybe he just doesn't know, you know? Um, who knows? I don't know. So that I have to have patience. That which I have no control over, I have to have patience. I have to let it play out. Today, it says on FedEx that it will deliver sometime before 3 o'clock, which I have faith that that's the case because at least the status changed to it was in transit to Corpus Christi, Texas. So if they don't have mechanical failure today, then I'll be okay. And I'm sure it will be. But I didn't have to, I, I, I didn't have to lose my peace and joy. I felt it but I didn't do it. Okay. So I said, no, God's got this. 
I need to have faith and I need to keep the faith going. So there you have it. So the the other part of this is, you know, people tell me a lot of times, oh, my God, you know, I've been doing this for two months. I've been doing it for three months. Nothing's changing. Okay. well, my mother tells me and this is good mom advice. My mother has always told me, how old are you? I'm 57 years old. Well, it took you 57 years to get to this point in your life. It ain't going to change tomorrow. You know, so don't be distressed if something takes time. I came to West Texas almost two years ago under the process of divorce, okay, that I didn't want and my heart was totally shattered and hurt. I was an emotional mess. I didn't know I was starting a new job and had no clue what I was getting into. And I was living in a very small RV that, thank God, my sister was able to help me out. So, post that, I started figuring out how to change my life. I started, and trust me, it it wasn't, there were times when, if you guys read my stuff, I'm telling you, there's times when I was in a really, really dark, super dark place. And wanted, just didn't really have a reason to stay on this earth. And that was a real, real, real issue and a real problem. So it didn't change overnight. I, I, I remembered times and, and even now there are times when you just scream, I, I sit in, your, in the, my pickup and I'm like, you know, I don't understand why can't, you know, da 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 And I, I get all that out, you know, sometimes I, I, I'm screaming at my situation, not God. And I don't understand and I don't get it. And I don't, you know, you know, and and it's frustrating. And that's the enemy trying to pull you into giving up, stopping. Go ahead. Take those pills. Pull that trigger. Put that rope around your neck. That's what the enemy wants you to do. You know. And you have to, to, to change that. You have to change those mindsets. You have to get through that. You have to pray every day. You have to meditate. You have to visually see yourself happy. There's a bajillion things you have to do. My new book's going to cover all that in, 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 in a big way. So you can't lose sight of this. Let's say, and I'm gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna go into a Bob metaphor. Let's say that that there is a job out there that you want really, 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 really bad, okay? And you start to pray about it, you start to visualize it, you start to own it, and a month goes by, you send out resumes. Two months goes by, you send out resumes. Three months goes by, you send out resumes. Four months, nothing, not a thing. You're like, ain't never going to happen. Nothing 
I, I knew it. I should have never done this. I should have never gone, blah, blah, blah. You beat yourself up and you tell yourself, guess what? None of this shit works. Praying doesn't work. Visualizing doesn't work. None of it works. Because you know what? I haven't had not even a peep, not one peep from anybody. I have hit every job thing you can think of and nobody wants me. Okay, now, this is the real part where you got to understand. Okay, so let's say you've been praying and visualizing, doing all these things, and now God says, wait a minute. Hey, I see you, and you are deserving of what it is that you're asking for. Let me make that happen for you. So let's say that you don't know, but... There is a job that's coming available that would have been six months since you started this. And it's with a person with whom you don't know. But if you did, you probably would be kindred souls, great friends. And you would probably go, this person is so cool. I love them to death. This person has left an indelible mark on their life. They've lived a good life. They've done everything. And they are deserving of the retirement that they're going to have in two more months from the time that you gave up. So this person, and if you knew this, and you don't, if you knew it, though, you would happily say, if I got to go to McDonald's and flip burgers, if I got to, you know, uh, pump gas, do whatever, I could do that for a few months. This person deserves to retire. This person deserves all the fanfare that comes with this, and this person has earned that. And as a good person, you would say, no, absolutely not. I, I am happy for them to finish out their career and end it on the note that it's going to be ended on which is wonderful because God is blessing them with a retirement that this person can only dream of. And God didn't put other things in your path, so you didn't make the wrong decision. He simply just kept you on a path. Unbeknownst to you, six months later, out of the blue comes a phone call, an email, Something that says, hey, we've got your resume. We would like for you to come in and talk to us. We have a vacancy in this position. You get the job. It is your, God blessed you with, you make more money than you ever thought you'd make. You have a job that, that, that gives you fulfillment, happiness, joy. It's not a job. It's a want to do, not a have to do. You go to work every day just jazzed because you stayed in faith and let God move around the pieces of uh, on this physical earth. Let, let the things happen that need to happen, okay? And you stayed in faith. You stayed in trust. You let God know, I don't see a way, Lord, but I know you're making a way. I, I want to do this. And you do things. You, you, you know, you, you make sure that every day that you say, I'm grateful for my new job. Thank you, God. Thank you for my new job that's coming. 
Thank you for this position. Thank you for the, 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 the wonderful things it's going to do in my life. But you gave up four months in because you hadn't heard from anybody and it seemed like a hard thing to do. One, you didn't have patience. Two, you didn't have faith. And you didn't have the horsepower to stay where you are. And if you gave up, then God, you know what? God's going to say, well, they don't want this and let's move on to something else. What do you want? Oh, you want some misery. Okay, well, I guess the enemy can is back in your life to provide the misery that you're asking for. Because all of a sudden you're saying, you know, this, this God business doesn't work. Faith doesn't work. You don't know. There are things that happen. I'm going to give you an example. I went to church two Sundays ago. My sister's going through an incredibly hard time in her life. She And, and God bless her. She stays in faith when I see other people crumble. And, and nothing's really going all that well for her, you know, and she too is having struggling with, with jobs and things like that, trying to find a new job and, and these type of things. And she's just struggling. So we go to church. We decide to go to a church that, that we normally go to, um, that's, that's a little further away then, then from where we lived and where we kind of we, we kind of split between two churches. Let me just put it to you that way. We love both pastors. So we decide to go to Odessa. And we go to Odessa and we the first time we went, it was it was sadly um, a memorial service for our pastor's wife. And we sat through that. Then we saw some people there. And they were so excited to see us. They said, you guys come back next Sunday. Please, oh, please, oh, please, oh, please, oh, please. So we came back the next Sunday. And so we get there and we're sitting down and everything's kind of going. And the pastor, Don, he says during the service, he said, you know, he said something really big came on my heart today. And he said, and he said, and he said, you guys don't leave, don't get up too early. He said, we got a couple more things. I'm going to minister to somebody and I'm going to do some things that, that need that, that you guys are really going to love and get jazzed about. And in that same breath, he stops and looks directly at my sister and he goes, ma'am, you next to Robert. And my sister, because this is a big church, my sister was sitting there and I nudged her and I said, he's talking to you. And she goes, she goes, but he remembered your name. My, my beautiful, wonderful sister was more excited that he remembered my name than it was that he was talking to her. And that's, that's, that's her spiritual growth. So she's sitting there bawling, crying, because it does dawn on her as he's speaking, okay, that that she's uh, that he's talking to her. Well, she's crying so hard she doesn't hear what he says. So at the end of the service, everybody's coming around and hugging on her, and 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 I went to the audiovisual booth and I asked him, could they make a CD? that has Pastor Don talking to Debbie so we could hear what he says because she was crying. She was so emotional. She didn't hear what he said. 
Of course we can. Week goes by, we actually got a DVD. And we're able to play it and hear for the first time what he said. And he was telling her. And this is what my sister does every day. She said, he said, God knows and hears and sees you praying and, and staying spiritually faith. He's, he, God wants you to know that you need to keep doing what you're doing. Stay in faith because something big is coming your way. My sister prays in her house every day. My sister does everything that she knows to do to stay in faith when she can't see any reason to, but she does it anyway. And then this happens. You're going to tell me that you can't have patience. My sister's gone to that church for a couple years now. Never once has anything like that happened. But she keeps going. She keeps coming. She keeps doing. She keeps walking the walk. And guess what? In her darkest hour, God speaks to her. So that she knows that it's him. So that she knows that he is there. We don't know unless we have patience and faith. And these are really, really, really hard things to hold on to sometimes. Especially when time goes by, time goes by, time goes by, and nothing is changing, nothing is happening. You feel yourself getting frustrated. That's when you need to drop to your knees, put your hands together, and tell God, I know that you're here. I wish I could ha have something to tell me that I know that you're here. I don't know what's going to happen to me. I don't know where, you know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. But I need to know. I want to know. Please show me, give me a, a, some sign that I need to. And God's not going to drop a poster board in front of you and go, hey, dude, stop at this traffic light. Take a left. Go two doors down. Go in there and tell me you want a job. No. It's going to come through intuition. It's going to come through Something that just tells you you ought to be doing something. Okay? So if your mind's not open to that, you're never going to hear it. So relax. Easier said than done. Especially if you got the landlord beating on your door for rent. You're hiding your car because you can't pay the note. Credit card companies calling every 10 minutes. Husband or wife saying, you know what? I'm out of here. See you. Kids are telling you, I hate you. I hate you. You know, I, I want to go to the party. And you know that good and well, that they, that's not a not a good option for them. And nothing seems to be as it should be. You have to stay in faith. You know why that's happening to you? Is because the enemy is cranking it up. So you will quit. So you will stop. He's going to push until you feel like you can't take any more. And that's just your head talking to you. Yes, you can. You guys have heard me talk about this a million times. It's just like running a marathon. You're going to hit the wall. 
For those of you that don't know what that is, look it up on the internet. Marathon runners, hit wall, okay? There is a wall that you get to where your whole body and your mind is telling you, stop, you're hurting your body, you can't go any further. Your heart's gonna explode, your lungs gonna explode, your legs are gonna break, everything, and it just tells you. There has been so many medical studies, nothing is wrong with you other than your head is telling you you can't do it. Once you break through, you finish the race. You finish the marathon. And for most marathon runners, it's not about, it's about finishing. It's not about winning a race. Marathon, you know, there are guys that run marathons and yes, that's what they're there to do. They're there to win. But for average Joes, me and you, it's the achievement of actually saying that you did it. I collapsed at 17.2 miles in front of a Hooters uh, tent. Imagine that. So it, it's, it, it, for me, it was just getting as far as I could. You know, today I have a little different mindset about that. Might, might even start training to do it again. <clears throat> I've been thinking on that. So, because I didn't complete it and I wanted to. So I need to go back with a new mindset that I have and see if I can do it. But I'm really out of shape. So I need to begin to run again. Therefore, I ordered a new pair of running shoes, a good pair of running shoes. And they said they sit on my floor. I put them on a couple times, but I haven't done anything with it yet. So therefore, that is a demon I need to overcome. But I'm giving myself patience and time to, to say, okay, you know, I'm not going to overwhelm myself so I don't do it at all. And that gets me to my next point. If, you, if you're overwhelmed, if you're stacking on too much, back off. You don't got to complete everything right this minute. You don't got to complete everything now. I've been working on another book and I've been working on it. I, I change, do, change, do, change, do. And finally, I just walked away from it for a little bit. Now I'm re back in it and I'm actually making some real progress. And I'm probably pretty close to, to publishing, you know. And I didn't, you know, I, I self published the first few times. Now I actually have a literary agent that is considering helping me publish. And actually probably will. I think we're kind of at that point where they've seen, they've been reading some stuff that I've been doing and like it. And I think it's all going to work out. So that works. And I wasn't even looking, wasn't even trying. It came to me. I didn't go to it. So if you allow things to happen instead of trying to make them happen. Now, here's, here's the caveat to that. Do the work. Don't sit there and say, well, you know, I mean, you still have to do the work, meaning still got to take put out resumes. If you want a new job, you still got to put out resumes. You still got to be in a network of, of I'm, I'm going to get a new job. I'm go- I want to do da, 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 da. So you do these things. You, you make sure that you're taking uh, uh, steps towards any goal that you want. You know, you can't, and you guys, again, have heard me say this a thousand times. Okay, God, I want to make a million dollars in the next five years. 
I'll be over here eating Domino's pizza. As soon as you get uh, that money in my bank account, I will get off my ass and start being a good person. Nope. Afraid you're going to have to do some work. I'm afraid you are going to have to be the good person. And I'm afraid you're not going to be able to sit on your fanny and eat Domino's pizza. And then just some mystical force is going to put a million dollars in your bank. doesn't work that way. Never will work that way. You know? And you don't want it to work that way. Has no meaning. Has no value. Has nothing of you in it. Therefore, it's meaningless. Because you're not a part of it. So... Think about that statement for a little while. Let that resonate with you. So, patience, faith, hope. When you don't see hope, stay in faith. Know that it's coming. Keep yourself out there doing everything you can to make your dreams come true. Make sure it's an attainable dream. Make sure it's something that, that, yes, you pushed yourself a little bit beyond your limits. That's good. No, if you're, you know, if you're trying to become a world-class brain surgeon and you've never done a day's worth of science work, but I'm going to be a world-class surgeon, I would say, okay, that's great. Um, what are you doing to become a world-class surgeon? Are you taking any classes? Are you doing anything? Do you have the time to become that person? Do you have the aptitude to do it? Only you and God know that. So, you know, I want to be a lottery winner. Eh, no, not, uh, you know, again. Yeah, I want to be a lottery winner too. I buy lottery tickets, okay? And somebody's got to win, so it might as well be me. You know, but I don't live my life to say, you know, this week, Man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to travel to Austin, get my check, and I'm out of here. You know, no. You, you know, you have, it has to be real. It has to be you. And it needs to be you. In order for anything in this life to have any meaning, it's got to be you. Not somebody else. It's not a boyfriend, girlfriend. It's not the right husband. It's not the right wife. No, it has to be you. It's not the right job. It's not the right this, that, not the right clothes. It's you. You can wow somebody and have them behind your back. Say, you know, this dude's the, the best person I've ever seen. They, they, that dress he was wearing sucks, but that suit he was wearing, uh, when it comes back in style, will be pretty, nice, cool, handsome. But this is this dude. This dude's got it going on. Why is someone saying that? Because it's you, not the damn suit, not the silly dress, not the haircut, not the hairstyle, not the makeup. It is you. You, 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 you. Get all this other garbage out of your head. Stay in faith. Stay happy. Don't let little things like I told you in the first of this show. You know, I could have let this FedEx thing just go totally nuts. Instead, I just said, you know what, God, take care of it. And I'll pay my bills later on this afternoon or this evening. You know, I'm going to help someone that needs some help. They need a 100 bucks to get a, a wisdom tooth pulled. I'm going to give them that money. You know, 
want to help someone, want to be a, a, you know, so you want to help people, want to give a little bit to my church. I want to do some things, you know, and we're coming up on Thanksgiving. I want to make sure that, that, you know, I, I give to, you know, a food bank so that folks can have a, a, a holiday meal. You know, I want to be able to do those things. So I have to have some patience, let my check get in the bank, and I can go do those things. Yay. Or I could sit here and go, FedEx sucks. That just, you know, they're the worst uh, company in the world. They screwed up my stuff. And again, I don't know why this dude's truck or this lady's truck broke down, but it did. And I hope that it was for an amazingly good reason, that it helped someone, saved someone. Put whoever was driving that truck out of harm's way. That's cool. That I could get my head around. That I would say, hell, get it there Friday. If it saved this person's life and you can't get my check to Corpus Christi, Texas until Friday, and but this guy's alive, he got to go home to his family. This woman's alive, she got to go home to her family. I don't give a crap when you get it there. Just get it there. Who wouldn't say that? So there you have it. So those of you that that think that nothing's going to change, I'm telling you, the the reason why is because something's about to change and the enemy's taking a baseball bat and, and, and saying, batter up and putting it right into your head. As hard as he can hit you with a baseball bat, right square in the damn nose, bam, he's going to do it. You need to, in that, in that metaphor, you need to wipe the blood off your face and go, yeah, God's got me. And I know the end of your story. Have a nice day. But I'm not losing. I'm not losing. I'm not losing. No more. No more. So you can make it through. I made it through. That's why I do these things. That's why I write my books. That's why I do the podcast. That's why I write articles is because I want people to know if you do the things that are out there, there's plenty of places to go get help. Odessa Christian Faith Center in Odessa, Texas. Covenant Church in Big Spring, Texas. Two of the best pastors I've ever heard. Pastor Willard in Big Spring and Pastor Don K. Wood in, in, in Odessa. You know, and I watch T.D. Jakes, Joyce Meyer, Joel Osteen. I watch uh, Tony Robbins. I, you know, I do all kinds of things to watch people. And, and I read the I, I don't read it as much as I should. So I don't want to say that. But I, and, I, and I'm getting into Proverbs in the Bible. And that's what you have to do. And that if you do those things, I'm telling you, everything in your life will change. Everything. Take steps forward. Always forward momentum. And if today's a baby step, guess what? It's still forward. And if you get knocked back two or three steps, took two steps forward, got knocked ten steps back. Okay, there's a reason. Do you know why? Because you're, God's moving you out of the way so you don't screw so something doesn't screw you up. So what I want you to do is think about and look at, what. wait a minute, what am I doing? What should I have seen? There's a lesson here that I need. There's something I need to open my eyes to. And then and then adjust your trajectory and move forward. 
And that's how you do it. It's not 10 steps backwards. It's God saying, whoa, 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 here, let me put back you up just a second. Now, open your eyes and see what you're supposed to see. Open your heart, open your mind and see what you're supposed to see. It's not, it's not, a, not a bad thing. It's, it's a, whoop, stop. We got to restudy this. We're going to fail the test. We got to restudy this. And then we go back in and we, we pass the test. You know, how cool would it be if your teachers or your professors said, wait, 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 stop, 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 dude. Here, I need you to go back and study all of these things because I don't want you to pass. I don't want you to fail this test. You got this. So there you have it, gang. I'm going to cut it off because you know what? I just feel like that's where we need to cut it off. I love you guys. Thank you for listening. RobertBruton.com. That where you. That's <laughs> that where you. Okay, is a good grammar. Uh, learn. It's a good grammar thing to learn today. No, go look at my website. I, all of my articles, my books, everything is all there for you to take a look at. Please get involved. Uh, send me ideas for shows, articles, books, whatever you want to do. If you ever want to be on the podcast, hey, I'm open to hearing why you should be. And if it's if you can. Convince me that we'll have some fun, then I'll get you on the show. All right. This is the Robert Bruton Podcast Show. My name is Robert Bruton. Thank you. I love you. Go have a blessed day. Bye.